Good evening on this awesome Sunday night. I trust you had a tremendous Father's Day. And uh, one of the most senior people here at Loftal is Uncle Danny Alexander. I called him years ago. He's my dad. Now, I was at Opa Conrad, and Opa Conrad is 78, and uh, Uncle Danny is 86 years in this ministry, a really pioneer. And, uh, well, happy Father's Day to everybody that's tuned in here in South Africa. The time, the day is nearly over. It's getting dark, and but wherever you are, happy Father's Day. Now, we've been sharing a word, and we've been speaking about preparation, hashtag obedience and focus. And this morning, the scriptures grabbed me and got hold of me, and I want to build tonight to help you. Now, I don't preach because I want to be famous and need to have a name in a gold card and I'm not in for that or a title or whatever. No, no, I share the word that can transform lives and motivate people to have the spirit of a winner, a spirit of an overcomer and the mindset that nothing what you believe God for is impossible. Come on, people, just say it. Now, uh, I was thinking and meditating on this the whole time about all the words that went out over the world and especially South Africa. Now, if you listen to all the foreigners prophesying to what God is going to do, what is supposed to happen, and I'm speaking about real prophets, I'm not talking about parking lot prophets or send me $150 and I'll give you a mega prophecy. If you send $75, you'll just get a no. I'm not talking about that nonsense. I'm talking about hear the word of God because the question that is in my mind all the time, if we have so many Christians in this nation, why don't we impact the nation, take over the nation like the president did in Zambia and transform the nation there. And that's what's going to happen. That's the good news. I'm not settling for less. <laughs> I sit in the kitchen this afternoon. I said, I feel like Caleb. Give me the mountains. Now, he was in the 80s when he said that. Now, we're not very far from that. If you think 10 and 15 and 20 years, that's boom, it's over. But I want to help you tonight because I told you we're going to build forth and then I'm going to give you some stats and some stuff. But it's important to line everything up with the word. Somebody say the word. If it's not the word, it's not God. I'm sorry. Because there's many uh, uh, angel Muranti appear to a man called Joseph Schmidt. And that's how the Mormon starts. And then the Russell man with the uh, Jolly Witnesses and you know, all these junk that people have. And for years, the enemy tried to come and put a replacement, a substitute of the real thing. And that's what the word came. They tried to retard what God has purpose and plan. Now, hear the word of God from the throne. God said, I'm bringing a difference. The struggle is over. What do you mean the struggle is over? We feel like we're going in. No, no, no. You're going to see the difference between the real covenant people of God, the sons of God and the world. 
physically, emotionally, and financially. Get ready for what God's going to do in finances. Now, I said this morning after I finished the morning session, I said, I don't want to talk about money and stuff, but I'm telling you, that's the key. It's over. Now, hear wisdom. The psalmist cries out. He says, though through thy commandments has made me wiser than my enemies. <laughs> what made him wiser? The commandments, the instruction. For they are ever with me. Meditate the word day and night. Now, <laughs> this is the most interesting thing here. This, the devil is looking for where you were used to sit. <laughs> but God has shifted you to a new dimension. A new territory. Now, the new territories is not all oh, this new. No, no, no. It's God's original intent, His purpose, His plan. That's why I said, God doesn't have a plan with you. He's got a plan. Uh, 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 not for you. He's got a plan with you. He's not got a plan for you. He's got a plan with you. Say with me. That's why I need to be a co laborer with God. God and myself are on the same time frame. We are in step. We are in harmony. And we work in sync. I'm in sync. We need to be in sync with what heaven is doing. Otherwise, every prophetic word is just going to be words. And God doesn't want us just to have words. What does the book of Hebrews says? The Hebrew children could not inherit the promise. They saw all the signs, wonders, and miracles. Exactly where the Christians are. Oh my word, God turned the water into blood, and then Egypt, and the firstborn, and locusts, and hail, and all those stuff happened. He took them out with the spoil of the good. The Hebrew children left Egypt wealthy. For all the years they were working as slaves. God rewarded them when they got out. Say, this is my reward time. And then they saw the sea depart and how God spread the table. And still they didn't believe it. And their unbelief, their fear, their doubt, the, the, the mentality they develop. We look like uh, uh, locusts, uh, grasshoppers in our own eyes. That's why we look like grasshoppers in the enemy's eyes. The book of Numbers, chapter 13, 14, 15, you can read it. And that's the focus of the enemy. Now, really, faith life, Christ life, overcoming sons, not slaves or orphans. I'll just touch on that, what I shared this morning to get in the message. But real, faith-like people don't... <laughs> Concentrate or focus on what the enemy is doing. Everybody is so focused. The corona, the canola oil, the economy, the money. I understand. It's because money became a god. And that's why people, the, the carpet is ripped out underneath them. And now you learn you cannot trust. Money is never evil. It's the love for money. Now, you don't need to be wealthy to be love money. You can have a 10 rand and love it. While it's your seed and you think it's your bread. <laughs> and that's important. Faith life people, the righteous people, the sons of God, doesn't live by circumstances. They live of what God is saying and God is doing. And that's the thing. 
what we need to concentrate on. Now, hear what he says the psalmist, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding, he says, than all my teachers, because wisdom is with him. For thy testimonies are my meditation. Oh, my word. And don't we have testimonies? One of our church members went to a site and don't want to get in much detail and they shot and was in the news and they shot the two guards and supposed to shoot him and he escaped. That's the divine protection of Malachi chapter 3. That's what God does when you are faithful and obedient in things I myself say of the Lord will rebuke the devourer of your land. <laughs> uh, we receive a truck and and in this time and people got jobs and houses and financial <laughs> set freeze. My word, a family that does our secretarial work in America, they got a three-quarter of a debt cancellation of a high bond. That's more than 180,000 American dollars. More than 2.35 million rand. Supernatural debt cancellation. Boom. It's done. God did it in Egypt with the Hebrew children. Supernatural debt cancellation. He did it with many people. And he still does it today. That's what we're going to see happen. Don't limit God. Say, I take the limitations of God right now. I'm settling not for less than God's very best. Because the problem is, why don't we live the abundant life that Jesus spoke in John chapter 10? He said, that's the reason I have come, that they, those who are in Christ, those that accept him, those who are led by the Spirit, that they may might have the Zoe, life as God, as a, the God kind of life. Now, the God kind of love is not with fear, with depression, with anxiety. Oh, my word, I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. Now, I'm like that. I need to know about tomorrow. I hate to live haphazard, and sometimes I do, but I hate it. I don't want to have my direction interfered with what I have planned. That's what I want to do. And uh, now this is what God wants you, and have that life in abundance. Wow. And the key lies in what we said this morning, wisdom. Wisdom is the thing. Now, the word of God tonight and every day of your life is your source of wisdom. That's why the psalmist said, for thy testimonies are my meditation. I'll give you the scripture now. He says, I understand more than the ancients because I keep thy precepts. Psalm 119, verse 98 till verse number 100. Now, let me quickly give you a few just wisdom keys because remember now, the key word about wisdom is it's the principal thing. And when wisdom is the principal thing, <laughs> my word, that's the law of God applied. That's wisdom. And that's why I need to know what wisdom means <laughs> because Deuteronomy 4 verse 6 is so powerful. It says, keep therefore and do them. For this is your wisdom and your understanding. Now, God speaks to Moses. He says, in the sight of the nations, we've got nations and things and political partners. I'm not political. Uh, I'm not also just standing here and sit on the wire 
in the spirit I belong to the kingdom of God. Now, I know what people I believe and pray, and I pray for our president also. But listen, he says, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations, <laughs> which shall hear all these statutes, listen, and say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. Where they put the word nation, say South Africa, this great nation of South, small nation. Uh, I, I don't think nobody knows really how many people. One time they say 75 million, and then I heard 50-something million, and then 60. So let's be just 58 million. Small nation, according to the nations. But the nations will acknowledge South Africa that you are on God's map. You are God's plan. <laughs> oh, my word, I know after they murdered my mother and we had all these commotions happening and they murdered one of your pastors, Uncle A.B., on the Thursday night, Friday morning. Well, we had an exodus situation and Friday night we had the first church split. I was angry. I want to go out of this nation. But then I realized God has planted us here to bring a change, bring hope. Now, let me give you a few, a few things that will help you about wisdom. What you make happen to others, God will make happen it for you. <laughs> Listen, the few things that are, failure is not an event, it's just an opinion. Failure is not an event, it's just an opinion. The atmosphere you permit determines the product you produce. That hits a home run. Giving to the, is the proof you have conquered greed. That money doesn't control you. It's not a God. A few nights, Sunday nights ago, God told us as a family to sow a huge amount of money. A big, it's three, four figures. Four, four figures. One, two, three, four, five figures. And a big amount. Why do we do that? Because... We have conquered greed and money, only a tool. Listen, the season of your life will change every time you decide to use your faith. Champions make decisions that create the future they desire. Losers make the decisions that create the present they desire. That's why South Africa... We need the power of God to manifest the word and the spirit so that wisdom can flow in and this nation will rise up. Hear the word of the Lord. Each act of obedience shortens the distance to any miracle you are pursuing. Obedience. Each act of obedience shortens that distance. The other thing here, when God wants to bless you, he puts a person in your life. When Satan wants to destroy you, he also puts somebody in your life. So be cautious with whom you hook up. <laughs> Losers focus on what they are going through, while champions focus on what they are going to. Oh, my word. <laughs> your seed is anything that benefits another while your harvest is anything that's going to benefit you. Oh, my word. Never complain about what you permit. 
God is bringing that. This is preparation. Get that muscles ready. And uh, remember Karate Kid's story. Oh, my word. Get preparation. You are destined by God. I'm going to read the scripture that I used this morning in a while to help you. The only reason men fail and women fail is broken focus. Stop looking at where you have been and start looking at where you can be. (laughs) Your seed is the only influence you have over your future. False accusations is the last stage before supernatural promotion. Hallelujah! (laughs) Anything that does not change you is unnecessary in your life. Oh my word. Can I say it again? Anything that doesn't change you is unnecessary in your life. Come out of that shackles tonight. Because it's important. Let me give you two or three, then I'm going to the word. Those who unlock your compassion are those to whom you have been assigned. Anzel asked me a question at lunch. Why did I think, do I think God sent us to that area where LWPC is? And it spent my mind because sometimes we need to discover the what and the hell, what what do God wants me to do? And then you discover the people who unlock your compassion are those to whom you have been assigned. Wow, nations. Let me give you another one. When you want something you have never had, you have got to do something you have never done before. Gustav, I want this big financial thing. I, I, I want to go to the nations. This ministry, cry brakis, cry fontaine. I mean, it was a no-name town. You know that we kept missionaries, oh, multitudes of them in Africa, in the nations. We, uh, we were in America, then I sowed into China for the missionaries of America to go in nations of the world. That's why we travel the nations. I remember I was in America, ready to fly, and the Lord said, somebody needs money in the UK, in England. Fly to Amsterdam. That was the flight, Amsterdam, Cape Town. And the Lord said, redirect your flight. Go fly straight to Liverpool. There's somebody that needs a thousand pounds. Know how much money is a thousand pounds in our currency? I had a choice between my comfort or the obedience. Now I've learned never to argue with God. I've given away, I went to church, came back walking because I gave the car, I had to bum a lift. <laughs> We've given away, I've given away property a few years, quite years ago. And then estate agents came with that same property and wants to sell it to me for 17 million after we gave it. Today there's a pick and pay and a pharmacist and some stuff there on that same property. I've learned when God speaks to you, don't argue, don't logic and reason. If you want something you never had, do something you've never done before. 
you will never leave where you are until you decide where you would rather be. You will only have significant success, significance with something that is an obsession. Oh my word, Lanzel calls that vision, get the vision. Methods change and we've been sharing a few years ago about the method, but the message stays the same. And that's why it's important tonight to understand the wisdom of God. That's wisdom. And the Bible says in James, if you don't have wisdom, ask for it. How do I get knowledge? By reading, by studying, information. But if you want wisdom, wisdom is the ability how to apply the knowledge. Now this morning we spoke on about obedience. Because many people hate the word obedience. It causes consternation when you talk about obedience. Because they feel it's law. And it's not a finished work at Calvary. A grace thing that happened. Now I'm not in hype grace. I understand what grace means. By faith. <laughs> through faith by grace. That's how we operate in life. Obedience will unlock your miracles. Obedience have a great reward. If you hearken and obey to the voice of the Lord your God, all these blessings will come upon you. If you do what God says we must do, then the blessing come. And let me just touch on what I said this morning. True obedience is not grinding your teeth. <laughs> Because there's three dimensions when people operate in the obedient factor. While we have already the character, the nature, Jesus became, listen, he became the, the, the lamb slaughter slain for us. So that we can become now new creatures. He gave us the ministry of reconciliation. He first lived it out. He demonstrated. He became the perfect model. And then he became the mentor. And then he raised up mentors or disciples so that you can have followers. Everybody wants to be a leader, but there's nobody following them. You will not have followers until you follow somebody. Otherwise, the followers, the blind, is going to lead the blind and we need to impact this nation and the nations of the world. There's an urgency. I remember when the revival happened and we took over and shifted from LWPC to uh, the, uh, the conference center. I went to Jim and I shared the story all over the world. That night when a demonic being appeared to me in the form of a physical, of a person in the gym. And he said, I know what you're doing. You're too light for the task that has been laid up upon you. He told me that the Tuesday, I normally never go Tuesday nights to the gym. And that week I developed a leg condition and then the other condition. And sometimes at night I will lay down and I hear, you're too light for the task that has been laid up. Then I had to take my thoughts and my mind and pull it down and say, because then you end up in, why me, Lord? And you become a person that doesn't believe God can do it through you. Now listen, this is very important. 
Now, the question is, obedience is the thing because God's working plan with me. We didn't say he's, we didn't say he's got a plan for me. He's got a plan with me. And most people don't, they are not obedient. They say, I serve Jesus. They've got the name tag. They've got an usher badge. They've got the right hairstyle and whatever, what they wear, what they do. And I'm not in for that. And, uh, but actually they're in rebellion and stubborn. The first king of Israel operate. And that's why he couldn't minister the kingly anointing and the priestly anointing, he feared what, he listened to men, the influence of mankind, and he feared what the people is going to say and the prophet is going to say. He was a people pleaser. Now, I'm not saying that's you. I'm saying God is raising up sons. Now, I will quickly qualify that again. And thank you for the response of this morning that so many people respond and say, thank you. Listen, people. True obedience is not I must or I I have to. It's I want to. I don't want people to love me because they're obligated. I want people to love me because they love me for me. I don't want them to love my hand. I want them to love my heart. Because if people are obligated, and it's the same with God, he doesn't want this a false thing that you will just skip hell or just go with the name tag of Christian. Christian, though, means Christ-like. True obedience is when I serve God with every fiber of my being. I don't want to is what most people say. I don't want to obey, but I do it for a reason. I must. It's a slave mentality. Somebody stands with a whip and you think God's going to zap you any moment. And that's why you say, I must do it. I, I must pay my tithes. I, I must go to church. I must, I must, I must love people. I, I must. I, no, no. That is just compliance. And compliance is going to take you nowhere. It's an issue. Tasha Lanzel and Ulrich and Yaku and everybody. We preach and Jeff preach words about. It's all about the heart. Protect your heart more than anything because out of the heart flows the issues of life. Now let me come in for a great landing. Other people say, I want to. I try to be obedient, but it doesn't work. I, I, I feel good when I hear the word and I feel good when I'm in the church and I, I feel good. Coca-Cola. But it just lasts a while. And then that flies out. That's not what God wants you to do. Those people are, they say, I need to do it. They feel like an orphan. I need to win uh, brownie points with somebody. It's like a boss. You work for him and he gives you the job description. Now you go to the work only for a paycheck. If you just work for a paycheck, you're miserable. If you don't do it because you're excited, it makes you wow, that's what I want to do. Then you are in an orphan mentality. And an orphan always wants to perform for credits. 
It's not what God called you. He didn't call you to be, have a slave mentality. Ah, uh, if I don't do it. No. Or I'm that orphan. No. You're a son. A son says, I do it because I love. The reason, and I try to defin- make a definition about that because I always try, I'm a thinker. I, I try to think and uh, you tell me a joke today and I laugh tomorrow <laughs> because I think about that. Sons say, I want to do it because I do it out of love. I serve God because I love him. I go to his, uh, the, the church, the gathering of the saints, to the family. I belong. I'm planted because I love him. I'm part. He's the head. He, he, the instruction, I, I want to do it. That's what God tells me. It's in the safety of his word. Listen, in that council that there's safety and prosperity and blessing and power because all the other things I do is unhappy obedience or Branding teeth obedience. But when I operate as a son, and that's what we were reading this morning, because Jesus said, if you love me, if you truly love me, John 14, you will do what I tell you. Wow. That scripture moved me this morning. I can preach many messages about that. But let me get back to Philippians chapter 2, where Paul addressed the church in Philippi. He says, therefore, my dear ones, as you have always obeyed, you have always obeyed. In other words, it was something they operate. And now there's a slightly possibility that they can move from obedience to just comply with the instruction. He says, confess and acknowledge that Jesus, oh no, that's 11. (laughs) He said that you always obeyed my suggestions or my instructions. So now not only with the enthusiasm you would show. So obedience have enthusiasm. I do it. That's why the Bible says God loves a what? A tearful, depressed. No, he loves a cheerful, prompt to do it giver whose heart is in his giving. He loves somebody. That's why David says in Psalm 23, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, because I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I will be in His presence. I will be with God. I will be in His power. I will be with God all the time. Then we are triplets. Me, surely, and goodness will always be. It will overtake you. He says, because I'm absent, oh my word, I've learned. Now let me just, all the staff we have and pastors, you're phenomenal. Somebody came and said, aren't you afraid to say it? I said, no, I am not. The success or significance of this ministry is not good stuff. It's the people around me. I've got a phenomenal family, phenomenal pastors, phenomenal grandchildren, phenomenal children, everybody involved in men, phenomenal. And that's why in my absence, they do much better than when I'm here. <laughs> Listen, oh my word. He says, work out, cultivate. You must work it out. You must work it out. That means obedience is the key. Cultivate, 
Work your salvation out with fear and tremble. He says, carry out to the goal and fully complete. Oh, my word. Your own salvation with reverence and awe and trembling, self-distrust with serious caution, tenderness of conscience, watchful against temptation, timidly shrinking from whatever might offend God and discredit the name of Christ. You work it out. That means you can only work out what's in. If you don't have it within, you cannot work it out. And that's what Paul tells them. <laughs> the word working on the inside, manifest on the outside. That's what it means. Work out what's already inside of you. The fullness, <laughs> the Christ nature. The word is written on tablets. You've already not got only the word in writing. The Logos, you have the Rhema, the revealed word on the tablets of your heart. You are a walking Bible. That's why you are not a dead letter. You are a living epistle. <laughs> oh, my word. He says, not in your own strength. Say, it's no longer I that liveth. It's not about me. A lot of people say, I want to do it my way. Then they say, God, will you please bless my way? God said, I cannot. If I bless what I didn't instruct, your destruction, because I don't operate only on 30, 60, 100, and 1,000. I operate in a thousand times more. If I command the blessing, then thousand times what I command the blessing on will multiply in your life. South Africa, hear the word of the Lord. Pastors, Loftal family, Loftal everybody is a leader of leaders. Hear the word. We can only do what God tells us to do. Now, he says, for it's God who is all the while, effectual at work, where? In you. What, what is God doing? He's effectual at work inside of us to develop that spiritual, that faith muscle. My word, the just shall live by faith. Hebrews 10, 38. Hebrews chapter, uh, Romans chapter 1 and Romans chapter 12. That means develop that faith muscle so that you can do mighty exploits for God. The righteous, my righteous people, their life will be maintained by their faith life, by what they believe. That's powerful. Not in your own strength, for it's God who is all the while effectual at work in you, energizing, I like that word, not doing this to Klanshafa, not uh, mentally, spiritually, mentally. Uh, no, no, no. Energizing. Get excited about Jesus. Oh my word, he said, energizing. Listen, and creating in you the power and desire. Both to will and to work for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. So why is God at work? For his good pleasure. You were created for what? For his pleasure. So he's at work within me so that the good pleasure could be displayed through my obedience to the word of God. Wow. That's why I don't 
Slaves and orphans will do it with unhappy obedience, with the attitude, with the wrong mentality. I do it. I'm in ministry because somebody told me, he said, you preachers make a lot of money. I'm also going to be a pastor. I want to be a pastor to make a lot of money. He said, your church is not. I think, oh, brother, I'm working for this church for free by the grace of God. God is my paymaster. <laughs> if you think it's money, no, we need billions to fulfill God's assignment. That's going to happen because we work with millions at times to keep this ministry going and impact the world. Listen, family, he says, creating in you the power and the desire. So when desire goes out, I'm not working my life out. I'm not doing it as the instruction comes to work out my salvation with trembling and fear, with the holy reverence to God. He says, and creating in you the power and desire, both to will and to work for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. Do all things without grumbling and fault-finding and complaining against God. That's why false revelations, we don't need to win the lost for the Lord. The Lord will bring them in. The Bible didn't say it. He said, you go. Oh, the uh, revival draws people, but you need to disciple them. Otherwise, it ends up in a disaster as all the revivals in the world happened. Becomes a bliss. Say, Gustav, you on date? Yeah, I walk on very, but listen, that's the truth. It's to walk from awakening, from revival in resurrection power. He says, fault finding and complaining against God and questioning and doubting amongst yourself. That's a phenomenal thing. It's the true sons of God that work out their own salvation by their obedience. Come on, people. That's why true obedience is, I really want to do it on the outside to manifest or act or be a doer what I really want to do on the inside. You cannot give what you don't have. And you need to develop it. It's in your spirit, man. That's why the renewing of your mind is so important. Because the Bible says, pull down that stronghold, renew your mind according to the word. Oh, man, Jeff, you would preach an awesome message about that. And we need to get you to do that. Listen, renew your mind that you can know the good, the acceptable and perfect. This is the good and the acceptable and perfect will of God to change this nation. Now, let me short circuit everything here and come to the point. Of verse 13, not in your own strength, but that you will do it according, that you will work out on the outside. It will manifest what you carry. Have you heard the South Africans saying, what the heart is full flow out of the mouth? The Bible, Jesus used it and scripture used it. <laughs> What's in your heart will come out of your mouth. Out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speak. Be cautious what come. You're going to reveal what's inside. Complaining, fretting. No, no, be a person of faith. Now listen. The enemy is, <laughs> and that's what I said, looking where he th think you used to be. I made this statement. But God is changing you. His eyes are blinded. Remember at a time when they want to stone Jesus and, and, and he just walked right through them. 
<laughs> the eyes of the enemy is blinded when you walk in the light and you are after the sun, S-O-N. I love sunflowers. I can paint them. I made the most awesome sun dishes. And you know what's, why they call them sunflowers? Because they are after the S-U-I. When they, the head goes where the sun is. But we are the sons of God. That flowers of God that he puts on display. It's the S-O-N that we need to follow. That we can shine and show the world the direction. Now let me quickly come here to something. And then I give you stats. In James chapter 1. Powerful word. Now in 1908. Even out of the 1800s, even out of the day of Pentecost, the prophecy went out. Did you know that the Western Cape was in the mind of God and South Africa? South Africa was built on godly principles years ago. <laughs> out of that, uh, one of the ministers said when Jan van Riebeek arrived in Cape Town with the Titanic. <laughs> And uh, it's so interesting. And um, now, <laughs> that's not how Jan van Riebeek arrived. Titanic didn't exist. Listen, God had South Africa in mind. Thousands of people prophesied, fire will come from the tip of Africa. In 1959, in the wooden building, there in the old Paul Road, God speak a prophecy. I have that prophecy in Afrikaans. And he said, I will ignite a fire. It will start right here. Now you say, oh, cry from that's not the tip. Of course we've been to the tip of Africa. Western Cape is in the tip of, that's the tip of Africa. He said, I will ignite that fire and it will go all over. And it will impact Africa and the nations of the world. Wow. Rasi Erasmus was preaching in 1976. And he prophesied. And he said, a stone throw away in the little upper hall church that we'd start preaching the January the 1st, 1981. He prophesied there in 1976. Anna, uh, uh, that was in that service, uh, that year, Anna van Romberg, oh my word, and the van Romberg family, they were in that service where God said it. I'm igniting a fire. There's a revival going to happen, a stone throw away. And it's not going to be among, because charismatics don't exist amongst the Pentecost, it's going to be the mainstream churches because our Pentecostal people are in trouble. And the charismatic, we got so used, familiar with the anointing and the Holy Spirit, and we took it for granted, the apostles and the prophets. The, while it's a wow moment for God's plan. And he prophesied that. 1981 uh, and 80, oh, oh, 1981 when we started there, Johanna and Nikki start with uh, the revival that happened in the West Rand and oh my word and in Alberton. 1998 we had a revival for three months at LWPC with the power of God we had people slain in the parking lot under the mole's heaps <laughs> listen we had to get drivers to take them home a lady died in the foyer she was raised from the dead the ambulance people there <laughs> I forgot her name that was one of the funerals wow I did it with joy 
because they raised her from the dead. We were standing there praying in the revival. What are you people doing? I was in the most glorious place. Let me go. And boom, we said, Lord, let give her the diet. And boom, she went. I can tell you, people whoopy. They came in the foyer and fall over under the anointing, one upon the other one. <laughs> Children saw Jesus. I can tell you stories. It will last for three months every night. And then in, we had many prophetic words. And Prophet William from the UK, when he prophesied a few weeks before the revival, he prophesied this revival about the icebreaker, like in the Antarctica. And he said, this ship is going to break through that Lofdal. He said with people on it and he was sharing the color I think was red. We've still got that prophetic word. And every word that went out on June the 5th, 2013, the power of God came in the winter. Now, June is this weather. And at LWPC, uh, potholes, <laughs> oh my word, opposite the squatter camps, all these things, three and a half thousand people came that night in the winter. And we know that night the power of God broke through and God arrested me by his grace. And he told me we're going to take over. All these things happened. Do you think even in the 70s at that same pulpit or in the same building, we've changed the direction. When Brother Bingo, the PPC had a missions day there. And old Pastor Bingo was the man that walked in El Dorado Park. And the sun will shine and his shadow will fall. And people will carry out the stretchers and the wheelchairs and the mattresses. And as his shadow fell on the people, they jumped up and they were healed. The blind saw the cripple walk supernatural. And then pastors came. And that's the saddest thing. They said God cannot use him. And they deport, tried to deport him out of the country. But he prophesied that morning a white man will come. Now I'm not promoting myself. That's not what I'm doing. I'm telling you, I'm tied to the altar as a lamb to be slaughtered. This lockdown is a wonderful thing. You say, what do you mean? I've discovered me in Jesus. <laughs> Listen, I'm tied to the altar as a lamb to be slaughtered. For God's assignment. And he said, a white man will come. Now, you know, I'm not white because I don't look like this. And he said he was not born in this country. And there was no squatter camp. It was Paul Jackson. The, the CPA had houses there. That's where Uncle Fani and Auntie Mari and the Fanavestations and Loki Heldenais and everybody stayed that came to our church. And he said, this man will have the answer, the solution. In years to come, they will be shanty towns all over thousands of people but he said god will raise up a white man now, i never talk about white and what doesn't bother and we were sitting in a conference Danny slubber preached there i think it was the last time he preached at lwpc the rest he also always preached at powerhouse before he passed away and that morning after that in that conference dr pete kornoff and everybody was there Old brother Naftali, I called him Naftali, brother Africa. He stood up and he walked to the front and asked, can he say something? And he said, as a young boy, I was sitting in the service in the 70s when Pastor Bengu prophesied this. He said, I sat in this meeting this morning and the Lord said, it's you. 
He said, but you're South African. I said, no, I was not born here. I was born in Shingola and Zambia. 1956, 19 foot sack. And he said, God said it's you. I try to run away. You can never run away. That's why the oceans in many pastors' lives and in this nation and in the Christians, Jonah, you're on the wrong ship. God said, Tarsus, he said, when the last Africa, the breadbasket, Africa will have the fire. Africa will ignite it all over. So are you pro- no, I'm proud to be a South. I was never proud to be a South. I discovered on the 31st of December last year that I'm not really a citizen of South Africa after all these years. I can never have an ID card. I can only have an ID book. <laughs> that doesn't matter to me. I was like, wow. But listen, we cannot run to Tarsus. While God said, Nineveh, this is the Nineveh moment. Come on, Jonah. You're going to end up in the belly of the whale. <laughs> this is spit out time. <laughs> He's going to spit you out. This is spit out time for Nineveh. Every man of God, every person. That's why obedience, preparation comes in alignment for your assignment. Because do you think if God gave all these words that he doesn't mean it? What keeps us from being obedient? A lack of love. Gustav, please don't say it. Yes, listen what James says. James says a powerful thing. Because he speaks about, he said, understand this in verse 19. My beloved brethren, so it was written to Christians. I'm speaking to Christians and then I'm going to make an altar call for the sinners to come in. He said, my beloved brethren, let every man be quick to hear. A ready listener. Slow to speak. Slow to take offense and to get angry. The anointing you respect. It's the one that they will attract upon your life. People say, uh, the doctor, I don't believe in healing, but the doctor said I have cancer and God doesn't heal it. Stop when the apostles died. And they died, but they are prosperous and finances and things. Other people walk in complete health, everything, and they battle. Because if you are too long in a season of battle, it's time to get out of it. They don't respect the financial blessing. God doesn't bother about me. He doesn't need it. It's an amazing thing. I was thinking again this afternoon. I said it over and over. God doesn't need us. But he wants us. <laughs> Different between a need and a want. He wants you. He loves you. He cares for you. It's for you that he paid the price. That he believes you will change this nation, South Africans and everybody over the face of the earth. By the power of obedience. He says, a ready listener, slow to speak, slow to take offense and get angry. For man's anger does not promote the righteousness. God wishes and requires. So God wishes and requires that we will just walk in that righteous standing. That people will see the nature and the love of God. 
Now in verse 21. So get rid of. Oh my word. Why do I need to get rid of? Because the Bible says the word of God is already in my heart. You know there's a product in America. I once bought it and I think you can get it here. If you burn, you spray it on and it becomes like a fake skin. Uh, it protects your skin. It looks like the real thing. You get plasters that you put band-aids that looks like skin, but it's not the real thing. And this is what James said. He said, take that fake skin of your heart. Wow. Because in you is already everything you need. Your heart, the enemy wants you to develop a condition that you will not live out your position and that you will put flesh-colored skin-looking band-aid strips over what God wants you. And how he does it, we quick to hear and quick to speak. Don't give your opinion. It's like noses, everybody. Follow God's instruction. He says, so get rid of all uncleanness. Obedience reveals the heart. Wow. It's there where the heart is revealed, how obedient I am. Not how gifted, how God anoints a stick. He anoints Dorcas' needle. They don't even want to bury her. <laughs> he, he anoints bread and fishes. He anoints water turning to wine. <laughs> He, 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 uh, he, he, that's what anointing can do. And we need the anointing. It breaks the yoke and destroys and removes the burdens. But without the obedient heart. He said, and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness and in a humble, gentle, modest spirit receive and welcome the word which implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power to save your souls. It contains the power to reveal the heart of God. It contains the power to reveal your spirit and your mind and your body are in a complete unity <clears throat> because it's unity that will carry you in their dimensions. And then he says, but be doers of the word. Be doers of the word. Obey the message and not merely listeners to it. Betray it yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the word. This night, Jesus said, if you truly love me, you will do the word. He said, if you don't love me, you will not obey my word. That's what he used in John 14. Will you make a choice tonight? Life is made out of choices. I, cannot, I try to bargain with God and always comes last. Will you make a choice tonight to be total obedient? What is God's instruction, his commandments? Jesus said, that's why I came for. So that you can love me, can bear much fruit. Love God with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your spirit, with all of your strength, action. Faith has action. Put feet to your faith. By You cannot say you have the world faith and you don't act upon it. You will lay your hands on the sea. God will heal them. You will cast out them. Start doing. But you will go and make disciples. Save the lost. And disciple the people. Stop being so long stuck in a negative season. See what God already has done for you. We're longer in that negative season than we're supposed to be. 
Church, Lofdal, every Christian, every ear and listener, you can change the atmosphere. God is waiting on us. How are we going to do it? Pray for that wisdom. And it will always line up because God is not working with <laughs> Tonto, <laughs> with uh, the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger always had somebody Tonto with him. God's not doing it through one person. He needs a team. <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream work. That's why Jesus chose 12. Be part of 12. Be part of a family. Be part his body, his church, where he's the head. Be part of it. Make a quality decision. Listen, shift your season. I don't like the word season. We speak about climate change. The climate is changing. And then God is expediting the miraculous. Gustav, how is all these things going to happen? By making a quality decision, you're going to be obedient. That's why Jesus said, Give and it shall be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. God will stretch your faith. He will ask of you to do something. He's got something greater in store. Oh my word, I take notes wherever I am. <laughs> a report came out of Dallas, Texas of Pastor Joan Osborne. She's got a church in the same street as T.D. Jake. She said, uh, on the keys of faith, she said, I believe the report. That was yesterday's key, Saturday. My work is not finished. Uh, and she had some challenges. She said, thank you. Thank you, my dear pastor. The word, oh God, came through you this Saturday has ignited a new fire. That's what we need to see, new fire coming in you. <laughs> to walk in that faith life, not concentrating the devil, the devil, the footsack devil. He's defeated, he's overcome. He's, he's, he's got no right to put him back where he belonged. This afternoon while I was preparing, now these messages are not born like boom, comes through a week of preparation and I'm more in the room now than I've been. I mean like an old man, you know. Go six and seven o'clock to the room and get out the next morning. But I, I think the word and, 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 and the wisdom of God impart to impact so that we can take the mountains for God. Wow. The changing season is here. Gustav, how does it start? Make that quality decision. I'm going to be obedient to God. I'm not going to be moved by emotions. I'm not going to be limited what I have like the widow. I have a handful of flour, a little bit of oil. No, the prophet said, bake a cake, put in action, put your faith in action. Then God gave her an oil well. She had BP in her house. Oh, before BP exists. She had olive oil there that maintained without planting any trees and it kept them going the whole time in the famine. She was wealthy. Now she could take care because your instruction is never for you. We have so many deaths. We've buried so many pastors and so many people died this week. Listen, your life can be interrupted. I will not exit this world without a bang. Hallelujah. And she gave the cake and God multiplied. Gave her a whole grain mill <laughs> instantly because of obedience. Your obedience tonight will unlock the greatness. It will take the shell and the scabs off your heart 
and the written word will come to manifestation and you will come out of a negative into a much positive thing because God operates through the principle of wisdom. And tonight, if you don't want to be where you are right now, in a strong and in a tight situation, people say, oh, the devil is fighting. Man, the devils read my lips. But, what do you mean but? I used to know. But the word says, you are more than a champion. You are an overcomer. The devil is defeated. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. It's not even worthwhile, the devil, the devil. Uh, no, 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 no. For this reason, the Son of Man and the Son of God came to destroy. Destroy means demolish the works of the devil. In the book of Genesis 3, he's a snake. In the book of Revelation, he's a dragon. Who feed him? God's people, not the world. We were feeding him. The devil, the devil. He's defeated. You are a roaring lion. You have the power. You have resurrection power. It's time for awakening and then walk in resurrection power. Demonstrate it so that the manifestation, the word, can manifest through you. You're worthy. You are so important because he wants you. He loves you. Nothing changed God's mind about you, not even your mistakes. And tonight, make that quality decision. Say after me, say I, what your name is, say your name. I am going to walk from this moment in total obedience to the voice of God. I'm going to have happy obedience. I'm going to have excited obedience. Ah, I'm going to have powerful obedience. I'm going to have energizing obedience. I'm going to motivate people. To be obedient to the word of God. That's your only guarantee. Heaven and earth will pass away. All these, somebody said, oh, you've got a beautiful chair. No, this doesn't bother me. Somebody said, I want to buy the piano. I said, no, that's the grandchildren's piano. Listen, that doesn't bother me. This is all going to go. <laughs> this is going to go. <laughs> What's going to remain is the word. Take the word in your life. To be a disciple, a follower of Christ. Follow, Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Go and make disciples, baptize people. Be a giver, oh my word. Because the prophetic word, how God brings a, a complete difference. He draws the line between the sons that will be prosperous and blessed and wealthy in the time of famine and the world starts with obedience. I've learned. If God tells me to give whatever, I do it. I do it. I do it. Because I've seen how God multiplies it. If you hold on to your prestige, your name, your... It's not going to work. Tonight, make that quality decision. If you don't know Jesus, this is your moment. Hallelujah. It's better than a million dollars, billions, and gold and silver. To say, Jesus, I accept you tonight as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me my sin. Wash me in the blood. Put my name in the book of life. Lord, I thank you. I believe with my heart. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord of my life. I'm not religious. I am a child of the living God. A friend of God. Abraham were called a friend of God because it was 
He operate in faith, in righteousness. And tonight, if you need that miracle, shift out. Say, I shift out. Do this. Say, I shift. I shift. <laughs> Your arthritis just go because you didn't. You just sit. Now you are free. <laughs> Say, I, I will not tolerate. I'm not going to sit. With, I'm moving in dimensions because I have the word. I'm a doer of the word. I'm obedient. That's why by his stripes I'm healed. From my crinky tot my twinky. From the top of my head till the soles of my feet. I'm a bundle of love. I'm a bundle of obedience. I'm a bundle of the word of God. I'm a bundle of, of the glory of God. I'm the bundle of anointing. I'm a bundle of everything. Because the fullness lives in us. I'm healed. My needs are met. I'm out of debt. There's plenty more to put in store. My family will serve the Lord. God bless you. We love you. And thank you that we could share. Wow, I thought, I said to myself, 30 minutes. But now it's an hour. <laughs> it's an hour worthwhile spending. Shorter than the movie Titanic or Gone with the Wind. Apply the word. We love you. We miss you. Oh, my word. I, I paid sometimes through the pictures to see how you look. <laughs> From my home and our home to your home. You're phenomenal. You're victorious. You're positioned for the greatest week when you apply the word. Until tomorrow morning at 11 or past 11, the keys of faith. God bless you and we love you. Jesus is Lord.